Hi everybody, welcome back to the Last Set Podcast, episode 156. I'm here finally with Dylan. What's good, brother? How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's glad to have you on because we've been trying to get this set up for the past couple of months. Yeah, man. Obviously, you've, you're a super busy guy. You're a dad as well. You're running your own business. Yes. And then it was Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And now it feels nice that we can finally. It's always that funny time at the end of the year where everyone's like, oh, what time works? What time works? And you just kind of know it's not going to work <laughs> into yeah. the new year. That's actually true because also the other thing I've noticed about this time of year is that times move so fast to start. It's crazy, man. We're already two weeks in. I know. It's <laughs> scary. It's scary. And it's like, uh, yeah, I had all these things planned and what I was going to do. And next thing you know, you're two weeks in and you haven't really done anything and haven't really set those goals you wanted. And, and now, you know, you got to kind of get onto it because if you blink... Exhibit uh, A. Exhibit A. And man, next you know, it's Australia Day. Next you know, it's fucking Easter. Oh. Halfway through the year, the next day you're planning the next Christmas. Oh my God, you're right. That is Australia Day is in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's scary, bro. It's scary how fast time goes. And January is almost non-existent for most people in this study year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, welcome, welcome. Now, the reason why I wanna I wanted to bring you on is because I've been following you for quite some time now, and you, if, honestly, I have been very critical of online coaches in my past um and but you are one of the few exceptions that i actually honestly love to follow because how transparent and also how um not only trans sorry transparent is the one word but also how uh i was gonna say relentless you've been lately in posting out your results for your clients so um Let's rewind the clocks because just recently you were telling me you've only been doing PT for two and a half years. Is that correct? Yes. So, yeah, probably July 2020, I jumped into PT. And as of uh, August last year is when I went, uh, just ventured into my own business. Uh, still do a little bit of PT now, uh, but majority of that is going into the online coaching realm. Um, so, yeah, but I did get my PT cert sort of way back in 2012. That didn't, man... It didn't seem like a long, long time ago until I say it now. It's like 2012, that's, you know, what, 10, 11 years ago now. So, yeah, I got my certs all the way back then through the local gym, um, you know, the quick three-month course. But, yeah, didn't do anything with it until 2020. So I had it for like eight years just sitting there and finally decided to take the leap. And, you know, I knew I loved, that's what I loved doing. Um, I'm super passionate and I think that's where the kind of transparency comes from in terms of the, the content I do put out is just super passionate about, you know, uh, fitness, anything weightlifting related and health and fitness related and, you know, competitive bodybuilding related. Um, so, yeah, and I know in this day and age, it, you know, it, to come up as an online coach, is which, which I want to do, I want to take everything online, is exactly what you said, man, you have to be relentless <laughs> with that, with the content, man. Like, yeah. and that was probably my biggest struggle and still is like, yeah, just, just really getting content out. I, I hated putting stuff out, man. You know, if you go into my Instagram page and scroll back, you know, uh, a month before I started doing online coaching, I barely put anything up. Maybe the occasional gym selfie or, yeah. or the lift. So yeah, man. I've always, um, the, the thing is when it comes to online coaching, I've always said it should be, it's a passage, not a right. I've always been saying, like, if you're going to go online, you have to really just sort of know your stuff a little bit because it's 
you have to coach people when you're not actually mm. physically with them. You're mm. taking away that physical connection that you have with them. 100%. And you have to make sure you can provide them everything as a whole. If you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the skills, how can you expect to go people online um, to and help them online? And also, I've always been so like baffled the amount of people who go completely online without even setting a foot on the gym floor. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's like, man, I'm all for everyone having an opportunity to to. Know, do what they like, do, do what they love doing, make some money uh, and make a living. But exactly, man, it, it's it's definitely, um, especially now, it's super prevalent, man. Like one, super easy to get your PT certs alone, but then there's no there's no introduction to online coaching. There's no like you have to do some sort of cert or some sort of you know time or reps under the bar or actually on floor. You, you could I've, people go straight to online coaching, straight to online coaching. Um, and not only is it easy just to become an online coach in general, like it's, there is no like, I, I see, man, young, I'm talking people who, who've only been training themselves <laughs> for under a year mm-hmm. and, and they're straight into the online coaching. And, um, yeah, which I guess there's so much that you could take away um, from a textbook, which you do learn. But man, it's, it's the, the practical, you know, the practical part of it. Um, working in person with people those those conversations with 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 different types of people um addressing their struggles you know so man communication's difficult enough on an online realm like even me amongst my clients some will check in and do awesome check-ins and put a bunch of information you'll be able to do the most but some if if they even do check in or complete their check-ins bare minimum bare minimum and, and their, com- their communication back and forth is not there. So, you know, obviously communication probably plays a major role in, in personal training um, and coaching more than even knowing how to actually train someone, like being able to communicate with them is probably more important. But then if you can't have that or you don't have that skill developed, um, you know, from, from actually having those in-person conversations, then you're not going to do very well on, on, on a behind the texting or behind a keyboard or voice clips, you know, it's, it's not really, it's not really going to, you're not going to get far really. Yeah, that, that is, that is true because I've, communication, I've, I think I've had this from a bunch, bunch of times, but communication really is the, the, the main goal above, uh, above the knowledge because you could have all the knowledge in the world, but mm. if you don't know how to get it out there, then how can you expect to, you know, people to follow you know to have a voice is like the main thing that's one thing that's one of the reasons why i've always like oh one i am personally someone who's just it's difficult i find, always found it difficult to post stuff online mm. really because it's i don't know it's just the way that i resonate myself and all that i've always been very old school conversations mm. and having podcasts has always always been my niche now of getting things out there because that's really, I feel like it's more of a skill you got to develop. Mm. Social media is, it's very fake. It's very, uh, it's highlight reels, you know what I mean? And then when you see people posting their absolute lowest moments, you think, oh God, the last thing you should be doing is getting on social media. So I've always had very negative views towards it. Mm. But how can, and I thought to myself, how am I going to get out there if I don't have anything to offer? And that's why I have this because it's, 
you can't fake this. Yeah. You can put some clips up, but yep. you can go on TikTok and have the best 10 seconds of every episode. But I always tell people when it comes to podcasting, if the actual podcast itself that you have is absolute dog shit, mm. then it's not going to grow and all that. And mm. it's something you develop through years and years of practicing yep. and skill. Yeah. Anyway, so. Exactly what you said before as, as well in the beginning, like when you mentioned um, the transparency. And that's what I try to do. I, I like from the outside in, um, I mean, you kind of look at me, you know, I look like a bit of a meathead, got tattoos and that. Um, but so many times, man, so many times I just have a conversation with someone and, and you could, you could, whether it's, it's a lot of the time they actually tell me, they're like, oh, wow, I, I didn't think you were, you know, looking at you. I didn't think this is kind of who you were or how, how you, how you spoke. Um, or most of the time I could just see the switch and them going, oh, wow, this guy's definitely not, you know, you know, I kind of, I kind of judged him a bit before, before talking to him. And the transparency thing, that's why with podcasts and that and, and with my content, I just, I, I like to think I'm just a pretty decent guy in general, <laughs> <laughs> just a decent human being, where, away from, whether it's a coach or not, whether, away from the gym, like I just, I, you know, I, I don't, I get along with everyone, man. I really do. I really feel like I get along with everyone. And if I could kind of be transparent with that um, and get that person out before showing who I am. So, you know, just show who deals is before actual coach deals and, yeah, that's probably I'm probably gonna you know build up that trust more through that as well, and that's why I like I want to do a bit more of this podcast stuff and 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 talking more because I think just getting a general good conversation out. Well, that's great because you were telling me just before you started that you wanted to start your own own thing. I always highly endorse people mm. to do it because, well, it's um, it's when you're on a, when you're doing a podcast, you're being yourself. That's what I tell people: don't fake it. Be yourself. It's the best way to get people to understand who you are because they can resonate with the words you say and they can resonate with how you talk as well. Whereas, again, like I say, and I'm getting bagging on social media here, it's like <laughs> you always meet people who are social media yeah. personalities, but off camera they're a completely different oh, person. Man, yeah. You know, uh, and I'm sure you've met people like that before yeah. because I definitely have. And I've always like been shitting on influencers in the past where – Mainly, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be sexy, but mainly it's the girls. I've met girls where on social media, they, they want to be like the happiest thing in the world. They want to say mm. they're enlightened. Mm. But when you meet them, they're completely, there's no, there's absolutely no personality. It's all a highlight reel, man. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> it is. It's just a highlight. I've, I've met, uh, and sometimes, look, I, I'm, I definitely, I do it myself sometimes. And you kind of, it's so, it, social media is such a funny thing, man. It's such a funny, because you will see someone, you will like their posts, you will comment on their posts. You might even react to their stories or, or engage in a conversation with them as big or small it is. But you see them out in public, you don't know each other. Mm. <laughs> it's insane, man. Like, mm. and it's, it's kind of like, um, and sometimes it's just like, you know, you just kind of, is it them? Is it them? Do they know who I am? And you, you, But then sometimes you kind of like, the amount of times I've seen people, and I'm like, hey, I'll follow you. And I've actually, you know, we've spoken a little bit. And you could just feel the vibes off and they're not really interested. In, uh, and, and you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a different story on social media. Like we're, we're pretty chatty on there and in, in person. You don't, you know, yeah, you don't, it's, it's the weirdest thing, man. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. That's good. I actually know you. I've actually had that happen a couple of times. I never really thought about that. Anyway, man. So let's um let's get into the business side of things. So you told me before you started PT, you worked in was it mining? Yeah. So I was in a civil construction. Um, 
it pretty much either worked with soils and aggregates, which pretty much is, is what it sounds like. I, I just messed around with rocks and sands. Uh, I, I did a bit of asphalt testing, which is the roads, and a bit of concrete testing as well. So I was in a lab, the nine to five, the high vis, um, yeah, just just doing all that type of stuff before I before I got into any PTing at all. How long did you do that for? Man, I literally I graduated, um, and this is where the age comes out. I graduated in two thousand and eight, so I graduated on the Friday, uh, and I went to work on the Monday, man. So straight, straight out of high school, yeah, I had nothing Fuck. gone. Like I didn't do, man. I had no, I wasn't the smartest in school. I wasn't the most, man. I was the very least athletic in school. Um. I was a drama student. <laughs> so, really? And yeah, man, oh, I, shit, I loved that. Awesome. Maybe, and then that's why I get pretty comfortable, and uh, I guess behind the screen and that, um, and why I'm super loud and, and don't know how to shut up. But yeah, I, I was a drama student. Um, but I, man, like, I, I love drama, but it wasn't something I could go far in. Like acting, it's a different type of animal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then and then I just had nothing in my old man. Just he still does it to this day. Like he's been doing it. Oh, man, I think since he was a twenty years old, so he, he wait. Was so a, your dad does acting? No, 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 sorry, the mining. He was oh, into the mining and sorry. stuff. Yeah, oh, that, that similar, similar testing, civil construction stuff, lab technician. That was my role, and and yeah, he was just like, I was like, okay, I can't get a job. School's finished. I need something, and he hooked me up, and I did that. I did that all up, all the way up to twenty twenty. So I started like two thousand eight. So um, you did it for twelve years, yeah, man. I think I, I think I was in two companies the whole time there. Um, and yeah, just kind of did that, man. Did did that all the way through. I got, I got super comfortable. It was decent money. I lived at home. Um, man, I lived and breathed the bodybuilding lifestyle. Like even before I competed, I, I loved doing that. That's all I did. So it kind of accommodated that because I was pretty regimented. You know, smoker was at this time. Lunch was at this time. I finished off at this time. Go home. Go to gym and it just became that cycle and I did literally probably for like 10, 12 years, I was just doing the same thing. So super comfortable. And I, I just didn't want to do anything else because, you know, I was like, Oh, if I move somewhere else, maybe they won't let me eat my meals at a certain time and all that. So did that for ages, man. Did, 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 I was in that industry. I was lab tech all the way up to, to when the pandemic hit. And, um, that's when I kind of realized like, Oh, this is what I don't want to do. Cause the lockdowns happened. It was home and work. That's all you went for for however long that first lockdown went went for. It was about eight weeks. Yeah, no, ten weeks. So it was just like work home, and I was like, wow. And I and I went to a new company. I wasn't there very long, and I thought the grass was greener. So I went to a new company, and it was the worst thing ever. Like, what was so bad about it? Man, it it was. Firstly, it was dirty. I'm a bit. Of, <laughs> I'm a bit of a germ clean freak. So it it, it was just dirty. Um, I'm like, yeah, and it was just no, I, I just thought it would be something where I was able to grow and step up because I was just stuck in in, a, in the same position. So I was like, I was a lab tech. I was ready to become a supervisor, run my own lab. Um, and that's what it was kind of painted to me. So I was like, yeah, 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 this this is what, you know, this is what they got to offer. And I got there and it was just not, not anything. And I was like, wow, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and then they were trying to push me to like uh, work, you know, in, in, um, interstate and that, or not interstate, but yeah, go to like, you know, Karatha and that. And, and I had no interest, man. I had no interest in working away from home. You like, just wanted to stay on. Yeah. Soil. Never, never, never did, man. Like I never want to do like the amount of FIFO opportunities came up. I just, I just wasn't interested, man. I just didn't want to get into it. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then they were trying to push me and I was like, man, I don't know what to do. The last thing I'm going to do is go back to my old job. I, I swore I was never going to go back there. I was like, nah, going in. And then I was just looking for the other jobs, applying, and I was just, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I had a mortgage and all that as well. So I was kind of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm in the worst fucking situation ever. And I was like, I hate my job, but I don't want to be here anymore. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe this is an opportunity. This is a time to really get back into some personal training, take the leap. Um, thankfully, I had my, my girlfriend at the time, or still with my girlfriend now, she um, she was like, yeah, she worked full time as well. had had a pretty decent job. Um, what did she do? She was she oh, at, at the time she was in uh, injury management and return to work specialist. I think so. She's probably gonna hear that. Go, I told you that's not my job. <laughs> I think that's what she did. So yeah, and um, but yeah, she was she was yeah, good good pay. So I kind of said to her, I was like, hey, uh, at the time I was under, uh, I was no no was I yeah no. Uh, then I reached out to um. Richard Collins from Physique Code. Oh, yeah, shout out to Richard. Yeah, yeah. So I, he's come on the podcast before. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, man. I Great reached guy. out to him to to do some um, PT mentoring because um, I know he, he uh, I knew a few people that went through him, and obviously he's been in the industry for years and taking his business really far. Yeah, reached out to him. I was like, hey, but this was like a six to eight month goal, man. I was like, okay, I want to be a PT further down the line. Like, let me build up now. So I was doing mentoring sessions with him. Um, like once or twice a week and we were just sitting down. I was just picking his brain, what I needed to do, how do I get into it? And then he linked me up with um, PPS, um, PPS, physique performance specialist, uh, Johnny. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where I was working for a while and we could get into that because that's how I kind of like sped up my, um, I guess, like initiation and training into going from P PT to coaching, online coaching. And... Uh, yeah, so I just started doing mentoring with Richard and, um, yeah, that, that was going really well. And then, you know, that six-month goal of wanting to jump into the PT industry became a three-month goal. And then that three-month goal became like, told my girlfriend, I said, I'm probably going to quit this job and I'm going to jump into PT. And, um. you know, if, if you're with it, like, I can't do, like, obviously me, this there's a chance there that I'm going to be unemployed. And, you know, if you're happy to step in and, and support me for the time being, then um did you, you tell know. a straight like that yeah man pretty much i was like hey if you're on board i'm, I'm gonna take this leap because i think i really want to do this I, like it excited me man i was like i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna get into PTing, and it's gonna be rough like you just it, it is man like pt industry is rough bro i mean um, yeah tell me about yeah. it I'm, I'm coming up to the end of my third year now and yeah. it's it's just it was just oh yeah one of those things and i was like i don't know how it's gonna go it's probably gonna be times when i'm not gonna be making any money and she was all on board, man. She was like, yeah, I got you. Um, and wow. I was like, yeah, she's awesome, man. So I was like, sweet. Um, but then it just, everything just kind of happened. Like, man, like everything just worked out so well. Um, I saw an ad for the PPS uh, as a coach there. <clears throat> the good thing about that place was um, you, you got paid hourly there. So it was like all the clients were provided for you. All the oh, training they were provided was for you? Yeah, man. So it was like a private facility. Um, so it was like, it was just, it was just a perfect opportunity, man, because I was able to not focus on trying to get clients, you know, and, and I was just able to have the clients pretty much given, like it, it's a big gym. So they've always got people going in there. I was able to have one, the clients was able to be provided to me. Um, so I was able to just solely focus on the craft, 
learning, soaking up the experience. Um, and it was a, it's more of a kind of gen pop type gym as well. So I had worked with various men, like, you know, mums, uh, people over 40, people under 20, you know, people that wanted to compete. So it was just, you name it, man. I had the biggest variety of different clients, different people. So in such a small space, um, small space of time, I was able to just really learn, learn as much as I could, put those reps in on the floor, do the PTing aspect, did a bit of coaching on the side as well because um, there is a bit of an online aspect to, to PPS as well. Um, and yeah, just, just, man, it was just gave me, uh, it was pretty much a whole year of just, you know, and it got busy too. Like it was, it, I was doing group training and you know, at one stage I probably had 30, 40 clients oh, wow. directly under me. Holy um, shit. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just thrown straight into, you know, the deep end and you just, yeah, man, you just learn. And I just soaked it all up. And I think the, the, the biggest beneficial part of that was I wasn't, I was, I did not have to. And I think this is the um, thing about PTs now, and, and I understand the struggle is I, I didn't have to think about when the next pay like was coming in. I didn't have to think about, oh man, I need to market myself. I didn't think about cold leads, warm leads, and oh. getting clients. I didn't have to think about that. I just my only thing I just had to think about was learning, like just taking on this experience, learning it. Well, it's good. I mean, that. like everybody's story is different in the PT world. I mm. mean. Personally, for myself, I mean, it was like that. I had to take on those cold leads, had to take on those warm leads, had to work the floors, had to talk yeah, to people. It's, yeah. And I tell people when it comes to personal trainer, like, the, it really depends on the environment that you go to. Mm. And I feel like you just, had, but I always believe you're drawn to an environment that's best suited for you. And it's great that you actually managed to get that opportunity. But yeah, it's man. really what you take and what you run with it because... Now that I've been doing this three years, I've seen... Is that what you do full-time, PTing? PTing yeah, full-time. Awesome. So my story was really, um, when I actually started PTing, I was working as a male stripper at the time. Yeah. And that was like all about the weekend lifestyle and all that sort of Who stuff. Who are you working with? Uh, I can't say, I don't want to say I'm on the microphone, but I'll tell you <laughs> off the microphone and all that. <laughs> no um, and then what happened was it just got to a point where it was like, I didn't see the value in it anymore because I'd done it for four years. I started yeah. when I was 18. Yeah. So I was pretty young at the time. And then it got to a point where I was like, what am I, what am I doing this for? You know, I, it was, it's not something I ever saw long term. I felt like I maxed it out. And then I really took that dive into um, coaching full time last year. No, no, sorry, not last year in 2021. Yeah, in it's, crazy, it's crazy to think 2021 was last year. Last year. <laughs> now is it, that's the thing, man. It's crazy. I know. It's just like time's, time's moving. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yeah. And then from 2021, it was what I was doing full time because I felt like if I give this everything I've got, there's a high likely chance that I've, I felt like I could make it. And also, when you're doing something half-assed, you can't say things like, oh, I'm giving everything I've got because I don't feel like everything you've got is when you're not doing anything else. You know what I mean? Mm. And, that, and, that, and that's the main thing really. And also in my time doing it, you see people come and go and you judge them based on the effort which they give it. Like there's all, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but if you're a personal trainer and you're working like 15 hours a week at a cafe, how can you expect to, you know, be pushing it, you know, for all those clients in the gym and make more money in the gym and all that mm. when you're working for someone else's business. Mm. So that's 
that's the main thing. It is a massive swan dive, and you're going to have moments where you make fuck all. Trust me, yeah. I've been there, done that. Yep. But the be- beautiful thing about it, I can say, is I never point a finger and say, oh, it's because of the economy or it's because yeah. of inflation. It is 100% on me. It's my business. I'm 100% accountable, and I can do as I please, or not as I please, but... I can do what the things that I dictate myself to do. You, know? you get what you you, you, you yep. get back what you put in, man. That's exactly like, right. Yeah. yeah, you get if you 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 got to yeah exactly that. You got to just give it a solid crack. When I was at um, PPS and I wanted, I started doing, I had my own kind of the business on the side, and I started doing online coaching. And I knew where I wanted to be, man. I always wanted to do online coaching too. I wanted that to be the main source of income, um, as I wanted to. It's all part of the, I mentioned I had a 10-week daughter or got a 10-week or have a 10-week daughter now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and prior to that, man, like this has all been part of the plan. Like I wanted to be an online coach because, yes, I wanted to, um, you know, the, the time for money. Um, I wanted to, to, you know, capitalize on that, uh, make as much money as I can, obviously from the, you know, comfort of your home and that. That was, you know, that played a huge role. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, you get to help more people um, mm-hmm. remotely. And I knew, like, family was always on the cards. We always wanted kids. Uh, and so many times coming up during, you know, when I was in, in as a lab tech, man, people were so miserable, so miserable. And the most miserable people I saw were the ones with kids, families. Really? Miserable, man. The, uh, what, what was it, just the job in general? The job, man. Like, it wasn't a job. No one got into where I was working. No one was a lab tech because they loved doing lab tech. It was just like, okay. they just, it was just, you know, it was just something that kind of you fell into. And I've seen so many, um, yeah, I've seen so many dads and, and like, I'll be like, cool, man, knock off soon. They're like, no, nah, i got to stay back. i got night shifts. So I've got overtime. i got to do this. And I'm like, fuck that, man. Like, <laughs> go home. And yeah. Like, I've got a family. I like, i got to make the money. Yeah. And like, that stuck with me, man. That stuck with me. And I, was, oh, I used to be like, wow, like, they, they can't, like, they got no choice. Family comes first. That's the utmost priority. So I was like, man, okay, I want to start a family how am I going to get into a position where I can provide the best for my family, but not be miserable at the same time? I was like, I need to find something. I know what I love doing. Mm-hmm. And then, exactly. And then online coaching, man, not only can I make the money, but it's like two, um, I'm home, man. Like I'm home. I do PTing. Uh, I think maybe I might do like four, five, six hours on the gym floor. Now I don't do it as much. I barely do it at all. But even those like two hours on a day, man, with three, four clients at the gym, like I'm like, man, I want to go home. I want to go home. I'm I'm rushing home just to just to see my daughter, man. So it's it's like, yeah, it, it was all part of the plan, and I knew where I wanted to be. Just where I was getting at. Um, so I was doing a bit of obviously still same industry, PT and coaching through PPS, but it was for someone else. It was for someone else's business. Um, I knew what I needed to do, so I needed to take that jump. I needed to go, you know what, fuck it. I'm I'm gone. I'm I'm giving it all. Got myself a business coach. Jumped in with that man and just went um yeah, just went hard at it. Who was your business coach? Luke. Luke Simons. Hey, shout out to Luke. Yeah, man. Top he's, G. He's, yeah. yeah, I got uh, yeah, I'm he's a big fan of him. Yeah. Man, look, he's I've been working with him since Feb last year when I wanted to just and still working with him now and and yeah, he's definitely um man, I, I know there's no one single thing that he taught me 
that that like helped me kind of become where I or you know, get to where I am now. But it was just the accumulation of all the little things. So yeah, man, huge shout out to him, and and he definitely got me into a position where I could actually do this full time and do what I love full time. Hundred percent. In the online coaching world, there's people who. Honestly, they're fucking scam. That they're fucking scammers when it comes yeah. to the whole um, taking people online, business coaches when they barely done any fucking PT yeah. themselves, and that pisses me the fuck off because when you have to pay for these business coaches, they teach you very cliche jack squat shit, and it's Luke's one of those oh. very few people that I've seen just constantly promote good like content for free. Like that man should be. The amount of stuff that man puts out on his Instagram that actually helps mm. and stuff that he gives away free is absolutely yeah, man, they're not They're not far off the stuff that I actually pay for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it, it's yeah. like, yeah, man, yeah. he was – exactly, bro. And he's um, – I think he – is he still a PT? I, think, I don't know. I think he – I don't know. I think he might do. Every time we have a conversation, Luke, he, always, <laughs> he always mentions, like, his clients. And I was like, you talking about business clients? Are you talking about – but, yeah, he he's – I resonate well with Luke as well. Um, the reason why I do is because I've, uh, like, for me as a coach with my clients, um, e- e- man, if I don't feel like I'm the right fit or if I feel like that they're not getting any value out of my coaching, I'm happy to pull the pin. I'm happy to tell them, hey, like, I, I don't, like, even though, in, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure if you're the same. I know many co- coaches are. Like, I, I have, a, obviously, a commitment period when people do sign up with myself and, and I do expect a certain amount of time, um, you know, uh, kind of locked in, I guess, uh, before, you know. But, man, for the most part, if someone doesn't, they're not really adhering to the program or I feel like I'm not providing them with much value, I man, like that twelve week commitment goes out the window. Like I don't really, I have no uh, interest yeah. in in hanging them on. I'm not no interest in taking someone's money if like they're not going to utilize the most out of it. And I think Luke's a similar similar thing as that's well. That's a very modest approach. Mm. Yeah, it's incredibly modest. So approach. that's how I kind of resonate with Luke because I know Luke's very similar. Like if he feels like he's not going to be able to get like provide value to someone, he's happy to be like, hey man, I don't think this is a, a, a you know a suitable fit. Um, well, I think so anyway, and and that's how I feel the same man. Like. I I want to help. I want to get results for someone, and if I feel like I'm not, like I could easily just ignore them, man, and and, and take their weekly debit. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but <laughs> it, oh, it kills me. It kills me when I like. I swear I won't sleep at night if I'm like, man, this person's not checking in. Mm. What am I doing? I'm taking their money, but I can't help them. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm always happy to to kind of just yeah, just to break it off with them first, or just or just direct them to someone. What's like a five star client for you then? Um, for myself, it's I, I've been I, I man. So I love bodybuilding. I love competitive bodybuilding. Um, I compete myself. Oh really? Yeah, I, I competed last year. Uh, my last comp season B, um, both here and nationals. I went to nationals as well. Um, did fairly decent. Did fairly decent. Good man, uh, good man. Haven't won yet. Haven't won yet. <laughs> so mm. maybe maybe next time. But yeah, I, um, I love competing, man, and. I mean, look there. Don't get me wrong. It it, it lights a fire in me when I'm. I got a few. I got five clients going into season A competing this year, which is like I had two last year who competed with me. Five is a, like I never thought I'd you know be get that that many at once. And but like that lights an absolute fire in me, man. Like um, doing that sort of coaching. 
they're real easy, man, as well. Like anyone's a serious competitor, you just give them kind of what what to do, when to do it. Obviously, for the short term, because they're hitting, they're, they're going for a certain goal. You know that that's they're super easy to coach. But you know, there's nothing more rewarding than actually changing someone's life. You know, what I mean, and, and as cliche, as cliche as that sounds. Um, but I mean, the five star client for me, man, is is I, I tend to probably work better with people that are more experienced. Okay. Um, you know, someone that has been training for a while, they already have kind of uh, the motiv- the motivation's already there. You know what I mean? Um, so many so many people I've had consults with, and, and I'm like, what do you, you know? What, what what do you want me to help you with? What why have you why have you contacted me? And they'd be like, oh, I just I just I need the motivation. I'm like, ooh, I'm not your coach, then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not someone that provides the motivation. So generally, more experienced. Um, individuals that you know that they, they've got the motivation they've got the desire they just don't you know they just they need they need the direction they need the guidance um you know i want to you know ideally just take someone's physique to the next level um but do it in a way where they can actually enjoy it and and take it with a sustainable approach um you know it's it's I always like to say, like, I, I, I want to just meet in the middle with, like, what's optimal, what's going to get them the best results, you know, it, it, whether that means the rep ranges or, you know, how often to eat, but obviously merge that into what's practical. So, yeah, just someone that's just motivated, man, like, they're willing to learn, um, they're willing to be consistent. Um, I, I love, you know, I encourage them to, to ask why. You know, if I've, I've changed something to their program, I want them to ask why. Um, I love having conversations. You know, I want them to pick the brain. So, yeah, man, people that are just really th- that are in it for the long term, man. They, they they want the long term change. They want to learn. They want to learn the tools. Mm. They're the, interested in learning the tools. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that is correct. And those ones, I felt like. Do you feel like they're a little bit hard to find the people in the long term? Because in this day and age, we're living in a world where so much information, our, now yeah, and our attention spans are that smaller and it's shrinking. Mm. I'm reading this really good book at the moment called Stolen Focus. Yeah, and about how over the years technology's actually shrunk. that's me, bro. Yeah, I have I have <laughs> the zero attention. <laughs> I'm the worst man. I got no attention span. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Like that bit. What is it? I, I honestly feel like TikTok was the biggest, the biggest like game changer for a lot of people when it came to attention span because you could learn. Someone told me you could learn something that people spend absolutely years mm. dedicating their lives to studying in the space of six seconds. And I thought I never actually thought about that how quickly that possible because like years ago, if you wanted to learn someone, you had to go out and ask them. You know, you had to go out. And to the library. If I could read a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but now it's like six seconds like off my phone. If I wanted to learn how to squat, I could just go on TikTok. Yeah, squat, man. You know, how much protein do you need? That's it. There's no yeah. Google. It's right there. And because of that as well, there's never been more argument. Now that to, to actually get like the actual factual, like what, the actual fact, like the actual way how to do something, what was used to be just one way is now a hundred ways. Yeah, yeah, man. Like people now, like you said about protein, everyone's argu- arguing about protein. Yeah. You know, how much protein if you're going to eat, eat, how much do you need if you're this or if you're this or you're that, or, mm. you know, there's no, it's not like two plus two equals four anymore. It's yeah. like two plus two equals whatever the fuck you want it to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what I try like, that's who, and, and just kind of go back to when you, when you said, you know, what's your five star, like that's, 
that I that that's what I feel like my role is like because there's that much fucking information out there. There's that many. There's there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, if that's the saying. I think it is. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever used that. <laughs> it sounded right. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Like it, it, I want to be in my uh, to, uh, my business name is is simplified transformations. Tran, as in my last name, transformations. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I like, and that's what I just want to do. I just want to simplify it for someone because I know for myself, like I have a coach myself who who does everything for me. Oh, who do you uh, like? Joey Cantlin. He's over in Brisbane. Um, okay. He's awesome, man. Yeah, he he. I've been with him for. 73 weeks I only know that Because that's how many Check-ins I've done um, But yeah he's, he's just awesome He just makes Yeah he's just He's wicked I went over there Met him for the first time When I competed at Nationals he's, Yeah we just got along man we're, we're, Yeah we're homies um, But yeah It's it's I, I want to be Just to make it simple For people Because it is There's so many Like And uh, you know How many times You caught up with a consult Or with a, with a new client And they've, mm. they've sat there And be like Oh but I, I heard This is this. Oh my god And you're like oh, Like I'm here to that. eliminate Like delete that Like yeah. you don't need You don't need Remove that from So yeah. And that's the thing man Like I know for myself Like the reason uh, That's what I say I don't The reason why I have a coach Because if I, I get caught up Like trying to make The perfect program Trying to make The perfect meal pl- Like you know what I mean So I'd rather just Give it to someone Put it as simple as possible in front of me, and and you know, let me follow that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's just so much, so much bullshit out there, bro. It's you have to much. navigate them. You have to be mm. that. You have. To, I think someone said to me, you have to be that lighthouse in an absolute um, shitstorm yeah. for them. Because have you ever had like clients that come to you and they just say something like, "Oh, this person told me that said to, says to do this," and then you find out who they are, and they're actually someone who's like. Big, big, like hundreds of thousands of yeah. followers. Like something like, oh yeah, this person told me to eat only one thousand two hundred calories a day. I hear that, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go to this person, and they're verified, and I'm just like, how the fuck does this person yeah, make all that yeah. money just selling off bullshit? Or even that, like, similar to that, or when you when you get a new client, and obviously won't won't name any names, but the amount of times I've got someone has come from a, a different coach, and they're like, oh, this is what they had me doing. In the past, and mm. I'm like, well, fuck that off. Yeah, uh, let's try this instead, and you'll probably have a better time. And then you go check out who their coach is, and and they're huge. They're, they're following <laughs> huge. They're yeah. <laughs> they yeah. you know they got like obviously you know they're, they're doing well with money. They like to post their stuff, you know, mm-hmm. their cars, and, and and always on holidays. I'm like, fuck. These people are getting paid for their shit information. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. And like in this day and age when it is social media and, and, and what plays the biggest role in in picking up clients, like that's what they're going to look at first, man. How many followers this person has, you know, who else is under them. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. I've always found now that the people who are the most authentic in this industry are the ones who survive the longest. I always say whenever I see one of those like – Vertify, blue check, trainers, and they got all this. I'm like, mm, I don't really actually think they're going to last. Like, the best example I could give to everybody is if you're going to do this job correctly or you do it incorrectly, you're going to end up like Brittany Dawn. Do you remember who Brittany Dawn was? No. Uh, Brittany Dawn was this influencer. She wasn't actually even, she wasn't actually even, I don't actually know, I might need to fact check that, but I don't think she was actually legally allowed to give out fitness advice and um, and she was selling these Most cook- people aren't. Yeah, <laughs> it's for, crazy to say. But she was big because she had a big social media following because everything was filtered, everything was like, you know, super 
yeah. glamorized. Yeah, of course. And she was selling cookie cutter programs and she had a website and because she was pumping the social media so much, she sold all these cookie cutter programs and said they were going to be customized, but they weren't. They were literally just like eight weeks this, six weeks that. And she sold an insane amount that it was literally almost impossible. It was almost impossible for her to actually, um, like, give them what they asked for. So she lied about what she was asking for, and everybody was getting the same. And it was something so basic and so simple. And then what happened was she had a class action lawsuit against her. Oh, wow! And she got sued for like an re- insane amount of money because <laughs> not only didn't she she try to get refunds, but she refunded them half the amount mm. of what they paid for. And she didn't limit her website or anything like that. And, yeah, so she went to court. So I'm just, like, saying, guys, you have to be completely transparent. You have to be authentic. Yeah, man. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Brittany Dawn. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I say. Hey, look, I'm not going to lie. If I I didn't say that didn't satisfy me hearing that. Um. (laughs) It satisfies me. But here's the problem, though. It's... What's what's the best way I can say? There's no... Is, um... Like... If you lie, you're going to get caught. If anything I know, if I know anything about what last year has taught me is that truth will always come out. And that was the first lesson, obviously, of things like Liver King, (laughs) you know, the Johnny Depp case. What you said said before, man, like the the ones that are truthful, the ones that are authentic, they last the longest. And that that rings true, man. Like I would rather, you know, just put out authentic, programs content whatever out there um be super transparent and if you know however many clients you may get from that um they're gonna hang around Mm. Uh, and then people that kind of had the eye on you they might go to someone else but they're gonna come around eventually as well because they're gonna go to someone a coach or whoever that they you know they they saw what they're their content was saying, you know, that they might have resonated with them at the time. Then they go under their wing and then it turns out to be not quite what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they eventually will gravitate towards someone that is truthful and authentic and transparent. So how do you, I know it's such a weird, this might be such a weird question to us, but I'm just thinking maybe the audience might have this <coughs> on my mind because we're talking a lot about being transparent. How do you do that? Do you have like a little bit of an example of how you can do that? Do you like, let's say, for example, if you wanted to put out a piece of content, how how do you go about doing it? Firstly, if you the way I if you're putting content out, it has to be value, be of value to someone, it has to resonate. Um, it, it it's a lot of my content comes from um, two things. One obviously the ideal client that I'm trying to target in order to, to you know, the ones exactly like the five-star clients. So who I work best with um, and two, man, they generally just come from real life problems from check-ins anyway. And I'm sure many coaches who, who put content out there would, would agree and, and do the same thing. Like you just, you just put out what is, you know, you say you get a check-in from a client and what their struggle is for the week, man, 90% of people of gen pop anyway are going to have the same struggle. So, you know, that that just being able to put their struggle not on blast, but on in, in, you know, into some sort of content, some sort of words so that you could one help them out and just help out anyone else anyone else that was having the exact same issue as that. Um 
so yeah, just like putting content out with a purpose because at the end of the day, man, it is, it is just providing value. So if you're able to provide value to someone, whether you're speaking to a client, whether you're speaking to, um, a lot of my stuff I put out is, uh, especially in the early stages when I was really pumping the, the, the um, content out was I was trying to think of, um, what I struggle with the most. You know, I mean, I was trying, as if Dylan was asking the questions, hey, uh, you know, how, how many sets do I need to do to, to really target this and that? So, you know, I was just trying, trying to aim my content towards the questions I had that I struggled with when I was coming up. And, and um, I guess that's probably the best way <laughs> to, to, to be as transparent was I was trying to speak to a younger version of myself who had no fucking clue what I was doing, still don't. Um, but yeah, <laughs> hadn't had no clue what I was doing and I was trying to help me out, uh, you know, when, when I was kind of coming up in, in, in any situation, whether it is the gym or life or whatever. Yeah, well, the best piece of advice I ever got on this uh, podcast was when someone said to me, no one really ever knows what they're doing in life. They're just going off their best guess. <laughs> and, and throughout human time, we've always been wrong. That's what I've said. Like, if you wind the clock back like 20 years ago, no, 30 years ago, I don't know how long it was actually specifically, but there was a time in human history where we thought where we could cure depression by putting fucking lobotomizing people. <laughs> there was a time where women thought they could reverse aging by putting dog pee on their face and... Like there was so many things that we were so wrong about so long ago and we are constantly wrong about things. Yeah. But as we progress, we're just going to be a little bit less wrong. Mm. So when we go like 30 years into the future, we're going to look back and be like, holy fucking shit. They actually did that shit. Yeah. Like, you know, you did TikTok videos. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this, is a man, this is a funny thing. I always say, uh, when I actually, when I grow old one day and have kids or grandkids, I'm going to tell about the year 2020 and they're going to be like, holy shit. You know, all the crap that was going on in America, the pandemic, the threat of nuclear war. How did you survive? And I was just be like, I just played Call of Duty with my body like it was nothing. I just did my usual stuff, man. I binged Netflix and, and got through it all. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, 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 um, I think about it now more than ever, now that I have a daughter. And I'm like, man, what's life going to be when you're 10, when you're 12? Um, man, I, I, I mean, uh, you mentioned you were 24, right? Eh? Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. yeah, like, like even when I was 18 and I was working, um, we didn't like the first Samsung and that first Android phone, the first iPhone wasn't out yet. Like oh, that's how far that's back. Right. Like, that, wow. So I was People buying. Tell me that, like, oh shit. That, that's the craziest thing, man. So like, uh, I was buying newspapers and reading them. Like, oh, it's cool. Nice. <laughs> so like it. and and. And now look at it. Now it's the time where I'm I'm on Instagram and and I'm you know that's where my business is run is is ninety five percent of of social media, nice. um, which is pretty insane. I gotta ask, man, what's it like being a dad? Man, it is as cliche this will sound. It is the best thing, the best thing in the world. <clears throat> Mine is um, it's hard, uh, and and it's it's look. I, I definitely in terms of like dad duties, um. One, I'm an online coach. I work from home. Um, so I'm home more. I'm able to be there more. I'm able to bond more with my daughter. I'm able to bond more with my, my partner. Um, and, and two, like, oh, and I've also built a gym at home as well. Oh, wow. So I, I've, I've kind of 
eliminated two things that I guess create much more um, struggle for for parents. One, the dad always or most of the time not being there, having to work, and two. You will see a lot of dads, man. They they just drop off their health and fitness because mm. obviously, and I and I could definitely understand why, to an extent, um, why that is. It's just yeah, just time um, and, and just wanting to help out more at home, where you know I'm able to do both from home. Um, so yeah, in in terms of that, like I, I'm in a very good position to be there more. But it it if there's one thing that I'm learning is patience. I definitely don't, you know, I don't, um, my partner's a much more patient person than me. Um, but man, it is, it is the, it, it, you can't get any better. Um, there is that shift in life where nothing else is as important as, as your kid. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, bro. It's even, it's, it, it's fucking crazy to think because I, I look at her every morning and I'm like, what? Like, you came from me? What? Yeah, you're like, I, I made that. Like, I'm a kid myself, man. <laughs> like, you're like I, I can't believe it. Like, I, I feel like I'm a kid. Like, I'm 30, 32 this year and I that spins me out. That spins me out because um, I feel like I'm a kid. I have I've childlike humour. Um you know, I try not to take anything too serious. I fuck around a lot. We still like, laugh at dick jokes. Yeah. Oh, bro. Every day, man. <laughs> this is going to rain me in every single time. I'm like, I'm just, I'm a clown, bro. I'm a clown. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think now, like, this clown, this guy is like, man, I you got a, a little clown now. Yeah, now. I've got a, this clown of a father has got a father, this, 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 <laughs> this young child. So, yeah, man, but it is, it's, it's, it's awesome. I don't, I don't know if, um, you know, if you're planning on having kids or anything. Or oh, well, eventually one day, you know. Yeah, um, man. It's, 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 it's all been, I've always wanted kids, bro. Always, always. I said 30 and, you know, I've always wanted that. So. That's awesome. You know, I put the thing, the plans in place in terms of job and house and, you know, the gym. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to build a gym at home so I could be home more. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's the best. I still wake up and it doesn't feel real. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, definitely something that, that uh, I love doing. Yeah. Do you feel like when you had, what was your daughter's name? Sorry. Layla. Layla. When Layla was born, did you feel like, oh, now I have an apps, I have a massive purpose. Oh purpose to, man. To, and the will to succeed <sighs> for her. The drive, bro. The, like it, it's that it, it's, and it is. And then like, I, I will apologize to all friends and family <laughs> that I've, probably neglected over the past two three months in terms of catching up and, and cause but man i hope they understand because it, it's that like um as as much as my business has grown and where i'm at now in comparison to where i was at this time last year is huge huge you know what i mean and like don't get me wrong I'm, my business is not full like, it's nowhere near where i want it to be um and until it gets there um you know i i will be still locked in the office i will be still you know being real shit with replies to messages i probably won't be catching up with most people as much as i know that's my goal this year is just to build better relationships and um but yeah it's, it's exactly what you said bro like it's no longer um i'm not doing this for myself anymore like ultimately like the work you put in now is 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 to set her up and 
it all it all comes together you know the work i get in now means i don't have to put in the work later i could be there more i could be a dad more i could provide more i'm a spoiler bro i'm a i'm a fucking spoiler whatever she wants <laughs> i know people are i'm a spoiler when you know i want to be able to buy her what what she wants um i say that now uh but yeah it's exactly bro it's a it's a, it's a whole different purpose man whole different purpose and and exactly like the, the drive to succeed man it, it is and I'm a bodybuilder as well, bro. So that mentality is in me. Like, I will, I will, I will succeed. Like, I will be successful. There's no other choice. Do you feel like maybe when she starts getting into, when you, oh God, I don't want to make you sound old, but when you start going into your fifties uh, and she's nearly twenty, in her twenties, oh, she's like, scary, "What does she?" I know oh, it's scary to say, but <laughs> when she comes to you, she's like, "Dad, I want to do a bodybuilding competition." You're like, yes. Oh man, I know, like. I, I, man, I, I said, uh, we went, me and my, my girlfriend, Courtney, we said we're going to put her in three things um, when she starts. One's going to be ballet. Um, one's going to be gymnastics. Okay. And then some sort of, I'm, I'm tossing up still BJJ. I know you do jiu-jitsu yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or taekwondo. Something where it's just like, um, not too much where she's going to get brain damage. Uh, jiu-jitsu, I don't really want her to have banged up joints by the time she's... Um, 20, 30, but they're the three things, man, like that. She's naturally going to be into the gym. Um, I know that because that's how I got into it. My dad was a, was a gym gym fanatic, um, and I loved it. Like, I, like back looking back as I was a kid, I used to think he looked like Arnie, man. I was like, my dad's Arnie, and he's a small Vietnamese man, so he was like, he's probably 75 kilos max. But, yeah, man, like, I, I probably one of the biggest reasons why I got into gym because I, I saw my dad get into it. So I know, I know inevitably she's going she's gonna to be doing the same thing. Um, she's in the gym now, bro. That's how we get our training sessions in, bro. Like, she just sits in the corner and a, and a bouncer uh, while, I, while I'm sitting there screaming my head off in the gym. So, yeah, she's going to be into it for sure. Awesome, awesome. So I'm sorry, remember that's all the time. Perfect, man. Today. Um, but guys, if you are listening and you want to follow Dylan or you want to start working with him, Dylan, how can they find you, bro? Uh, probably find me on Instagram. It's probably the main. Um, so Dills Tran, just one word, D-Y-L-Z-T-R-A-N. That's my Instagram. That's where all the kind of business uh, content's on there or see a bit of Layla as well. Um, yeah, I like to, like to flash uh, some good Good content on uh, on on that page, and um, I guess my website as well is www.simplifiedtransformations.com.au. Um, but yeah, no, nah, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. I could I could talk for fucking hours. I'm not lying, man. I'm well. I'm that's awesome. Uh, that's um. Well, the thing is, when it comes to when it comes to podcasts, I always tell people. The less talking I have to do, the better. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm glad, bro. I hope so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna walk away and go, fuck. I talk too much. Yeah, because well, this is episode 156. Wow, wow. Work, awesome. Oh shit, yeah. Um, my audience knows everything fucking there is to know about me. They know, and it's always the guests I want to always want to promote. So, um, thank you very much for this, I man. Um, Thanks for having me. Let's do it again sometime. Uh, oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, good luck for the rest of the for this year, man. And also, of course. Hopefully, if you're pod- you, when you get your podcast going, man, all oh the best yeah. for that too. All right, guys, thank you very, very, very much. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening. All the best for the rest of January, and I'll see you soon. That is game.